welcome everybody to In Scripture. It's weird to call it In Scripture because um, this topic is not really scripture-based, but we're doing our best. Um, but this is a this is a scripture-based podcast. <laughs> we just this time we decided to go with um, a topic that I feel like is very strong in our lives, and we spoke about this last last recording. Um, that it's in our life. And for some people, it is their life. I like that you brought that up earlier, Mark. It makes a lot of sense. Um, just a quick recap of last week's recording. We had a lot of information. And I feel like I just want to say that again, that all the things that we have, we could be talking about this for 10, 15 podcasts uh, very easily. But I feel like to kind of not prolong things, we have cut it down to three or four and if we don't bring up some things, that doesn't mean we don't know about them or think about them. I think that we have to bring up the important things and just keep keep trucking forward. So um, last time we talked about addiction. Now there's positives, there's negatives, there's signs of addiction. And we talked about what are some of the signs that a person can tell he's addicted. And we went through um, seven or even more signs that you might be addicted. And then there's we talked about ways to... Um, ways to beat it, ways to beat the addiction that we have. Um, we know that we talked about turning off notifications and put your phone somewhere else where you sleep um, because there are negatives of addiction. Um, and some of the neg negatives were the fear of missing out, isolation, you know, depression, anxiety, even serious things that come upon being uh, addicted to social media because if you let it, it can negatively impact you. But if you use it properly, it can positively impact you. Um, so I think it was a strong episode. Yeah, and I think I, I like that last part that you said that if if you let it, it will do it will do whatever you let it do to you, basically, with when it comes to social media. And I I don't know, maybe maybe someone listening didn't like our first episode. They thought maybe, you know, what are these guys in their mid-20s, late-20s talking about social media, acting like they know what they're talking about? You know, these guys grew up on MySpace. We spent half the episode talking about MySpace. We did, yeah. Yeah, and most of these kids don't know what that is. <laughs> but the reason why we're talking about this, and again, like, like Alex pointed out, yes, this is a scripture-based podcast, but more than anything, this podcast is our desire to bring people closer to God. Yep. And whether we like it or not, social media is very real. Just because there's no Bible verse that says thou shalt not have an Instagram doesn't mean that Instagram and Twitter and Facebook isn't a real part of, of Christian lives because this is something that we're dealing with in the church. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's real. I'm not going to say right now definitively if it's good or bad, but it's a thing. And so it needs to be addressed. It needs to be something that is at least made aware to people. People should at least be aware of the fact that it's real, it's here, and we need to do something about it. Whether we do something good, do something bad, we, something needs to be done. And thinking about that, I was kind of thinking of, because most of our audience, if, if, you, if you know who is mostly listening to our podcast, it's usually younger people, mostly teenagers. And, and I'm sure that at certain times of the last episode, I'm sure during this episode at certain points, and maybe that if they stick around for episode three, I'm sure they're going to be thinking at certain points like, man, these, these goody two-shoe, holier-than-thou guys are again going to tell us how social media is the devil and how these guys are all above it because we don't care because you know we're not part of that, that culture and that life. We're, we're better than that. The truth is, though, there are legitimate dangers to what social media can do. And this isn't, this isn't me talking as a Christian even more. I'm talking about people in this world. Google, go on Google right now and Google problems with social media, and you will find thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people and organizations that have done research on this, that have looked into this problem, into this phenomenon that is social media, because it's, it's come up in, in a matter of nothing, in a matter of no time, this has kind of popped up, and people are... People are curious, to say the least. I'm not again. I'm not going to say definitively this is a good thing or a bad thing, but this isn't just a Christian thing. That's what I'm trying to say. That there are thousands of people on this planet who are studying this, who are looking into the effects of this, who have already kind of seen 
some of the detriments of it, some of the positives of it. And I think that that's something we need to kind of keep in mind that this isn't just about the Christian aspect of, of social media, because there's so much more to it. This is, this is a problem that the whole world is dealing with right now. So the church is a part of that. The church is very involved in social media. So what do we do? Well, what, what take should Christians have on social media? Yeah, it definitely, um, wisdom, ask for wisdom when using it. Um, and, and be, be wise, be wise about it. Be, you know, careful about it. Um, and you got to grow in that too. That's not something that you can just start doing right away. Um, you have to slowly progress to it because social media or not, we need to use our Christian wisdom in everyday life. Everything that happens to us, the joke we make, the conversation we have, we could really like a person and he might not be Christian and he'll throw a joke in there. And just because we like that person, we'll go along with the joke like it's not a problem. And then later we're like, oh, why did I do that? That wasn't right. Um, but wisdom is, we need to use the wisdom towards it. And I think social media hugely requires us to use wisdom when using it. I think, so today we're going to be talking about some of the effects that social media might have on... on Influence. The, yeah, the influence that it could have on our, on our beliefs, on our friendships, and, and just in general, like, I, I think the view that we have of life itself, this world, and, and how social media can influence it. And, I mean, I don't know, I, I hate getting really political, so I'm not going to go super far in it, but I think the perfect example is this recent election. I mean, how crazy was social media with those couple months leading up to it? I mean, like, it wasn't even, like, you couldn't find a gray zone online. It was hard left, hard right. If you're on one side, you hate the other side. If you're on the other side, you hate the other side. And you didn't have a choice to choose even. Like, like you couldn't just be impartial. You had to have a side. You were forced into a decision. And that right there already, again, whether you think, whether you think Christians should get involved in politics or not, is besides the point because if you're listening to this and you have a kid who has an Instagram, guess what? They were involved in it, whether you like it or not. And whether you think you have a side or not, I guarantee you, you are probably following certain pages that were leaning way more one way than the other. Mm -hmm. And so the danger isn't, I would say the danger isn't even what side of the, what side of the presidential election are you on? I would say the danger is, what if that goes a step further? And now you're talking about spirituality. What if, what if you start seeing things spiritually that start swaying you? What do you do in that situation? I'm glad you brought that up. Um, just looking at this topic, I, I thought to myself, and I'm going to touch back on what you just mentioned. Um, when I thought about influence towards social media, um, I kind of broke it down into three categories that I wanted to bring up today. Um, one category would be um, friendship influence. How does social media influence my friendships with people, my friendships with family, uh, my relationships with everybody? Um, the second one is the worldview influence. How does social media make me view the world? Um, whether it is the world that I'm living in, this country, this state, or um, the world outside of this country. Because the whole world is connected, you know, nowadays everything is connected. So our views on things are different. And um, the third influence is spiritual influence. I think, um, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was Galatians chapter five in verse uh, nine, it talks about a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And I think if you take that if you take that verse and kind of think about it, it's talking about the yeast and dough, right? You mm -hmm. add a little bit of yeast and it makes dough whole different um, with the growing process. And I think um, right away it, it lets us know that sin and um, sin and how much uh, permeating power it really has in our life. So right away, you know, when I, when I see if we let even the smallest thing get into our heart from social media, which is not very hard to do. I mean, you could 
open your phone and within two thumb scrolls, you can land upon something that can uh, steer you away if you let it. Um, we can let that little yeast go into our heart and, and essentially change our whole self. Um, so just to kind of go back to uh, the first part here is influence me spiritually. Um, when we look at different religious things, and that's where I'm going to touch on the subject you brought up, the spiritual subject, what do we see portrayed with religion on the web? And um, when I was doing a little bit of research, digging around, you know, I use my wife's Instagram and her Facebook just to see what the heck is out there, you know, when it comes to religion, um, when it comes to spiritual things. Dude, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't find much other than uh, prosperity gospel. Some feel good stuff. Feel yep, good yep. stuff. The healings, the um, you know all the oftentimes fake stunts they have mm -hmm. where they where they're trying to like get these demons out of people and and you know and then I saw a lot of um, false teaching actually a lot of things that people are preaching but they're not basing this off scripture they're they're making this act it's a show and you're watching it and you're like. This guy's really good. It, he's really good at what he does. Um, and I don't want to bring up an, an exact name, but I'm pretty sure you guys all know who I'm talking about. Um, but this guy is really good at what he does, and people are just like astounded listening to him. But you're like, where's the scripture? Where is the Bible verses? Where is Jesus? I don't see anything in it. I just see, hey, you got problems. This is how you beat these problems. You want to be, you want to be um, strong. You want to be wealthy. You want to be healthier. This is how you do it. So that's what I saw. Personal, personal opinion. That's what I saw as religion in social media. Okay, so let's think. Let's think of it this way. If I'm assuming the people listening to this podcast are believers of some level, I'm. You know, I'm not gonna say you have to be saved or something to listen to this podcast. I think that's the opposite. We want people to come closer to Christ, regardless of what level of belief you're in. But I think no matter what level of belief you're in, look at scripture, look at Christ himself, the way he walked on this earth, the way he talked, how often did Christ teach a lesson? And it was less than like one verse. Mm -hmm. Very rarely, right? Or just a parable. For the most, for the most part, even I'm, I'm sure there is maybe one verse where he kind of said a, a message real quick and left. But if he had something to say, it was usually a little bit of time. He, he had to sit down and, and talk. He had to preach. He had to get on a boat and preach. You know, there, it usually took some time. And that is completely counterintuitive to what social media is for. Social media is the complete opposite. You need to be able to summarize your entire viewpoint. In seconds. In seconds. Yep. You have 10 seconds to post what you believe. You have a certain amount of a caption, even... You know, I'm sure people listening would be like, no, on Instagram, you can post as much as you want in the caption, type as much as you want. Yeah, but how often is anybody reading all that stuff? You know that the best posts are the ones where the caption is short, sweet, with two hashtags, three, and you're done. Those are the ones that get the most likes and the most traffic because that's all you want. You're not here to read a book on Instagram. I'm here to just see what I want to see, have a quick laugh, and go. And I think spiritually speaking, that's a problem. Because I think our religion is way too deep to be summarized into two words. I think there's way more nuance to what we believe than just simply one caption on Instagram. So you're kind of stuck in this place where, as a believer, how do you share the gospel on Instagram? You know, how, how am I supposed to share that with, without easy. just doing short, quick bursts? And again, this is, it's, all, it's all meant to attract people. So if all I have is 20 words to say something, why would I tell people they're all going to hell in 20 words? That's not going to attract more traffic to my page. That's not going to make people enjoy my content any more or less. So why would I say that? Even though that's the truth, that might be the truth that people need to hear, but you don't want to talk like that because that's not what Instagram is made for. And you were, you brought up a good verse. I was going to add another one, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse 22 and 23. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Kind of like you were talking about the, the little bit of leaven in the, in the dough. Yeast. It just 
the little bit of yo- uh, yeast, it, it changes the whole, the whole formula of the dough. Everything is different. Like once you put even the smallest quantity of it, it'll never be truly unleavened bread. The same thing is being written here that the eye, it kind of, it receives everything. And, and your body is kind of going based on what your eyes receive. So if your eyes are receiving what is good, your whole body is going to be full of goodness and light. But if you're, if you're receiving any sort of darkness into your eyes, your whole body is at risk now. And what is social media, if not something eye candy? You know, is that not what social media is made for? It's made for us to take a quick glimpse, get what we want, and go. And the that's question the thing. Is, that's the thing. That quick glimpse, that quick video that you saw with this uh, preacher up there saying, um, you, you can hear so little of what he's saying, but sometimes they pick out the strongest point of maybe a sermon or a thought that that person had, and they put that out there to catch you. But first of all, you won't know the full picture. You won't know exactly how correct or incorrect this person might be. Um, you don't know how much scripture that person might have used, but whatever you heard goes into your heart. And if you just let it stay there, it'll stay there. And it might ruin your uh, point of view on something. You might start thinking what you, about what you heard and start taking it to heart and start believing that that's exactly what it is without going through the effort of um, checking scripture. You brought up a good point. Jesus taught in parables. Jesus taught in long chapter sometimes because he had to get the full message out. You know, he had to put people into context. But nowadays we're so used to that 15 second uh, attention span to something, five second attention span constantly, that will kind of teach us not, teach us to be further away from actually sitting down, opening and reading verse on verse on verse, or maybe a few chapters because what that does is now you have to devote more time to something. So if we're moving on a fast scale, fast pace all the time, we most likely will not slow down to actually sit and read a book. You know, you ask anybody, what was the last time they read a full book? I mean, and then what by that, I mean a book from scripture. You know, it could be four chapters. It could be... Um, all of Psalms, but it, but it's like, what was the last time somebody read a, a full book? Um, not many people will say that in one day they read a full book. I read because, one today. Yeah, I actually did too. I read uh, First Sam. I finished First Samuel and read Second Samuel. Wow, you read a lot. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. Would you read Philippians or something? No, I read James. Uh, <laughs> Sunday school, you know, things. Bible, Bible Jeopardy preparedness. So I read. Yeah, today. I pretty much. I just wanted the full story of David today. Not to go off topic here, but I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to um, get the full story of David today. So I kind of. Um, I read and listened to most of it. I mostly listened to it, but um, I got the full picture of David, and it was just. It still amazes me every single time what kind of person that guy was. But aside from that, uh, going back to influence, um, religious influence on social media. If we see something that's incorrect, which there is a lot of incorrect things out there, um, like a sermon, we can listen to somebody's sermon, and when we see the whole sermon, the whole context, we can agree fully that person was God spoke through him, or that person um, just went up there and kind of said his opinion. But when you see a 10-second clip of somebody and it goes in your heart, you can't, are you going to take the time to fully listen to that whole message that person had, or are you just going to move on and keep the message that you heard? Um, I don't know if you guys remember in hermeneutics, they showed this calendar with this Bible verse on there. And it was like, um, it was in Luke when, when Satan said to Jesus, if you, um, all this, I will give you, or if you obey me or worship me. if you worship me, I will give you all. There's a verse like that. I'm probably wording it incorrectly, but there's a verse in that way where if you read only that verse and you're a Christian, you're thinking, oh yeah, God. God will bless me if I, if I worship him. But that was Satan talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So unless you open it up and read it and understand it, you're not going to know that. Context. Context. So if you see a verse, if you see a quick message that's seconds long and you look at it and you keep scrolling and you're like, yeah, that's a good message. Is it though? Do you know that? Or are you just seeing something and letting go, you know? I think, I think there's... <sighs> I'll, I'll take the other approach of it then because, again, like, like we were talking about in the beginning, social media is here. 
whether we like it or not. And and sitting here complaining about how it's this messed up and that messed up, which we necessarily aren't doing. Even if I don't think we are, but but even if that's what we're doing, even if that's what the listeners believe, I think there's there's only so much we can benefit by just talking down on it because whether we like it or not, every teenager in our church has an Instagram. Mm -hmm. The kids in our kids' choir, our kids' choir goes up to eleven years old. And half of them have a phone with a social media. They're asking me to follow them on Instagram. Our kids choir goes up to 11. This isn't the teen choir. This is the kids choir. So whether we like it or not, it's here. So what do you guys think are some things that we can do to help us then? Like what what are some of the positives we can bring out of social media? If, if it's here, what's some advice we can give people that can help them? I think exactly some of the things we're doing. I think we can, um, those those Bible verses, those quick messages, there's nothing bad about them, but we need to encourage people to look into the whole thing, look into context. Context is important. Um, just like we talked about this whole podcast in the beginning, why we're doing this, because people live off sermons. People live off these quick messages. That's their spiritual food. We're trying to push, no, you need to have scripture be your spiritual food. You need to take the effort to check, to understand, to um, go into deeper into what people are saying. Um, you see a Bible verse? I encourage you after you see that Bible verse, open up where that Bible verse is and read that whole chapter. You know, Now you got the full context. How much more is that going to stay in your heart? I feel like it's going to stay a lot more in your heart and you're actually going to receive that message fully. Um, but one verse sometimes you, is not is not enough. You know, it could be it could be a lot of things. I think it's safe to say that you can use social media if you follow, say, you know, Christian accounts that are right for the most part. If you follow those, those can be, in my opinion, only used for just encouragement, right? Maybe but the effort can, needs to be on your part. But the actual study yeah. is you in front of a Bible. You know, phone down, off away, whatever. Take 30 minutes, you know, a day or so, and just you and God alone time. Because God's not going to reveal himself to you through, like you said, a quick five-minute post, mm-hmm. a 30-second reel or something like that. You're not going to know how God reveals himself to his people. You're not going to know his will through something like that. You're not going to learn how to pray through something like that. You're not going to have a strong foundation of your faith through something like that. There's definitely uh, ways you can use it. You know, ways are very slim in terms of, you know, possibilities, but there's definitely um, outreach programs that you can use social media with. But but for you personally, like if you were someone young or early in your faith, I would not, I would encourage to use social media only for encouragement, like your daily encouragement, not nothing more. Never base your faith on someone's post. Only base your faith on the word of God. Now, I will say this. If you're into gymnastics, if you're into sports, if you're into something and you have a strong hobby, you could use those pages to give you that encouragement too. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're into bodybuilding. If you see a bodybuilding pose or a post, it'll make you think, well, I want to go work out. That's a good thing. What are you going to do? You're going to go and work out, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what it's pumping you up to do. That's like the old term. I don't know. when Back in the day when I used to skateboard, um, we'd, we'd watch we'd sit down and we'd, we'd have to watch a skateboard video in order to get that adrenaline into us. Like, oh, I can't wait to go try stuff. But we had to get um, sort of amped up to go do something, right? Um, same with same with scripture. If you're following Christian pages, something touches you, encourages you, you got to get up and do a fourth action in order to fully fulfill what you just received. And... Um, that's I think that's one thing to consider. There's a lot of details that, you know, social media will not tell you that are very important. Like you were talking about David earlier. You know, like if I were to ask the listeners, how many of you guys know that Bathsheba was not David's first nor last wife, mm-hmm. right? How many people actually know that? David You're, killed Goliath. That's all I know. Exactly. <laughs> there was a time I was teaching Sunday school and people and some of the kids literally told me that David the shepherd and David the king were two different people. Mm. So that to me is like it was okay. two different posts. That's why they didn't <laughs> they didn't piece it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 
yeah, that social media never based, and I, you know, like like I said, it's I would only use it for encouragement. And there's definitely avenues that I've you know, like Frank Turk. I he's uh, an apologist, modern day apologist, and he's really cool. He has a lot of cool things that get you to think about scripture, right? But like Alex, like you already said, always reference back to the Bible, 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 <laughs> reference back to the Bible. And read the context, the whole chapter, if not a couple of chapters before and after the whole book, if you will, and dedicate your time to God because that's how you learn. Like, you know, I don't want to like sound too theological, but there's a lot of doctrines out there that we may not know what they're called, but we come across, you know, their fundamentals every single day. Mm -hmm. We hear them in sermons and everything. Like, for example, bibliology, right? The study of God revealing himself through the Bible, right? We don't, we never, you know, no one ever says bibliology from the pulpit or through Instagram, but we know we learn about God by reading the Bible. You're not going to learn about God, you know, hardly any at all from a, you know, like a, a, a post or a five or a couple second reel, you know, uh, theology proper, the study of God in the Trinity. You know, you're not going to learn that from a five minute post or something like that. You can only learn that by reading scripture and experiencing God. And there's a whole bunch of other things. Eschatology, Eschatology, apologetics. Right. There's all these different ologies that, you know, we might not know the terms, but we come across their elements every single day, right? And you and God wants to to uh, teach you. He wants to establish a relationship with you, right? Yeah. How, how do you build a relationship? What What's needed for a relationship? Communication. Communication from both sides, mm-hmm. right? It's not just a one-way street. It's communication, it's effort from both sides. God's already did his part, right? He gave us the Bible. He gave us the prophets. He gave us Jesus. He gave us the apostles. We have the Bible. He's done his part. Now it's time for us to do our part. And you're not going to do that through social media. And I think, again, I think anybody here who's listening can easily Google a bunch of good Christians who have Instagrams. Mm -hmm. And, And that's I think that's the point we're trying to make, that it's not wrong inherently to have a social media account there's nothing wrong with it but use it you, to your advantage exactly if you're a believer this what does christ say before he leaves go to the corners of the earth go to the ends of the earth and preach my my name preach the good news what easier way can we do that than posting on instagram where we can legitimately have relatives living on the other side of the world following us Mm -hmm. sometimes relatives who aren't believers you know i i know plenty of people in in our slavic culture who have relatives overseas who aren't believers but because of the ease of technology they have easily been able to expose those people to the good news so we're not saying get off social media it's the devil we're saying if you have it and you're a believer use it to your advantage you see how evil social media can be. We're all we're we can all acknowledge that the devil is totally taking advantage of this power. He is taking advantage of it and and sadly to say I think he's winning that fight when it comes to social media. But why wouldn't we do the same? Like why not fight back with the same power that he has, the same advantages that he's using through social media, the same way one quick image can make you sin? Why not bless people with one quick image or one quick post? Why not use it to our advantage to bring people closer together, to encourage people? Like Serge said, I think more than anything, social media is perfect for encouragement because that's what people need more than anything. Again, you're not going to go into social media to get some super deep dive into what the purpose of the trilogy is and, and, and who God the Father is, who Christ the Son is, who the Holy Spirit is. You're not going to Instagram to find, find those answers. But you can go to Instagram when you're having a bad day and that one person can post that encouraging song and that can be the thing that kind of reminds your faith in God, brings you back hope. That's something we can all do as believers. And that's where I think now we kind of go into a different level of are we held responsible for not doing that if we have these things. The same way if you go to church and you see your brother in need and you don't help him, are we held responsible for Having this, I, I don't, can I say gift? I don't know if that's the right word. That sounds a little too, gift is the wrong word, but we have this opportunity. If we don't use it, are we 
Like, I, I don't know. How, how can I be a Christian and not using it to share God's word? That's, and I know that I'm not good about that either. That's the thing. Like, I'm thinking about myself right now. Do I do that? To move on with the topic, I, I think, uh, Mark, you made some good remarks. Um, Mark remarks. Uh, friendship influence is definitely the second thing I kind of want to talk about because that is the second influence that social media has on us. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I'd like to just not call it friendship, but more of a relationship because the influence that it has on us is not only with our friends, but with our family, with our coworkers, with uh, everybody that we know, everybody around us. And even those that we don't know out there in the world, we might have friends on social media that we have no idea who they are, but we can have a relationship with them through social media, right? So... Um, really where I want to get at here is the influence it can have on relationships. Um, I know that you brought up earlier, I don't remember if we were recording or not, but you brought up, no, we weren't. Um, you brought up the fact that sometimes you wear a Panthers jersey or you see somebody wearing a Panthers jersey and you come up to them and you're like, talk about the season, you talk about the game, you talk about some players, and then you had a quick friendly conversation and then you both move on your way. Um, and I like that you said that nowadays it's, you know, everybody's in groups and there's thousands of people with the same understanding or the same sport that they like. So the conversations are all on the web. And what that sometimes makes is our communication, our relationship is like shutting down because most of our relationships are on the web. We don't know how to talk to people anymore as much. Um, you, you put a bunch of teenagers in a room nowadays, it's going to be for the first 10, 15 minutes, some awkward silences, you know, some awkward conversations. So people start getting comfortable and then they start opening up, but then you got this whole push of, well, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert, you know, and then people like put themselves into groups where I think everybody could be, you know, uh, communicative with each other. Everybody could have a good relationship Awkwardness doesn't have awkwardness doesn't have to be there, um, but sometimes we let it. We let it be in our life because we're trained up to it. Because we're, it's so much easier to talk to somebody on the web. He's not in front of your face. Um, but what I'm going towards is um, now friendships and relationships on the web are based off of on the web. And what I mean by that is you could be best friends with somebody in person, and they could post something or say something or post a picture, and that could make you angry, that could make you dislike that person, and you could actually, I've seen this happen, have a argument on social media with that person in the comments, and then other people see that, because everybody can see it, and other people jump in. So now somebody jumps in, and they're either supporting you, or they're not supporting you, and now this whole argument, this whole commotion is happening on social media, because it's easier for you to sit behind a phone or a keyboard and type something in rather than saying it to a person's face. Um, and then there's there's a few things I also wanted to bring up. What do you guys got in mind? I have a positive example of social media. Your marriage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew I wanted you to bring that up. I, I didn't want to like call you out on it, but because that's really interesting. That's 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 basically counter to everything Alex just said. I've, I found my wife through <laughs> Facebook. Is that bad? <laughs> no, no. I mean, the you basis, might just need some mar marital counseling. <laughs> the basis of our uh, communication was done via social media, but that's because you had distance. Yeah, we. You know, she lived in Erie, Pennsylvania. I lived in Charlotte, yeah. but at the same time, I guess things were a little bit different ten years ago, right? Uh, having phones was not as common as it is today even though back then they already had plenty of smartphones, but, you know, teens back then that were still in high school more often than not didn't have that kind of capability just yet. Today, everybody does. And she didn't have a cell phone. So a lot of our communication was done through Facebook, through back then it was Google Hangouts. Anybody familiar with that? No? I don't want to go back <laughs> reminiscing on things. So let's just move forward. But yeah, uh, we talked a lot on social media, a lot of posting here back and forth, but we still try to send actual physical letters to each other. But the, the cool, the I guess kind of like the scary part was is that when I first started talking to her, what was it for about almost four months, it was just in social media, not a single phone call. It was just social media. And it wasn't until I came to Erie with my cousin to visit her that I actually saw her for the first time face to face and actually talked 
to her voice, like voice to voice. <laughs> How did that go? Were you more comfortable or were you was, actually backwards and you were more scared? I was nervous. <laughs> I can't say I was scared, um, but I was nervous for sure. But thankfully, um, you know, we didn't feel awkward around each other when we finally met each other face to face and we were able to talk. We had lots of things in common and we talked and we continued to talk and I eventually got her a phone so that, you know, she doesn't have to ask her mom for one every single time we wanted to call each other or something like that. But social media was very prominent in our uh, courting stages of our life. And you used it wisely. I think that's why it worked out for you. You know, sometimes I go back, you know, social uh, Facebook has this thing that says like, hey, you posted this thing 10 years ago or whatnot. And I look back at someone's like, man, what was I thinking <laughs> back then? Yeah. You know, it's not like it's bad or anything. It's just, it's just, it had absolutely no point. It had, you know, it was just empty words really to no purpose at all. It gives you, social media gives you courage to say things you would never say in person. Yeah. Not even like. Not even always, again, not even always bad things, but just in general, like even goofy things, like you'll just, you're way more susceptible to like just say something dumb mm-hmm. just because you, you're not looking at like a person reacting to your dumb thing. You're just looking at a phone. So who cares? Yeah. And even today, like there's a lot of things that people do live, right? Like Twitch streaming is very popular and people will, you know, nobody knows your name because you always give yourself some kind of fake name or weird tag or something. And so that gives you more confidence to just say whatever and then not feel responsible for it. But again, what kind of relationship does that build? Yeah. And I've seen um, in my life, I've seen where family members um, have a struggle between each other um, and one side is angry and they would delete or get rid of, you know, their other family members as their friends. And then that's how that person saw it. And they're like, I can't believe she deleted me as her friend. Does she not love me anymore? And like their, their struggle, instead of working through it, through a phone call, it was through social media. And they would actually go on this platform um, and message each other about the struggle that they're having between themselves and their family. Like I'm speaking blood related um, I'm not going to go into like more details, but I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. And I thought that's when I thought to myself, I'm like, why, why through that? Why not? What happened to text messaging? You know what, what even happened to phone calls? How can you not call your relative? My wife hates that. I always call people. Yeah. She's like, why are you calling? Like you can't, you can't just text them. I'm like, calling is faster. C- calling is just, I don't know. Like to me, that's, it is. Faster. I like hearing I someone's voice. I, I, even if I know that the answer is like, yes, from that person, I can still call him and be like, Hey, how you doing today? Is everything okay? Catch up real quick. Get my question answered. Then hang up, you know, yep. I don't lose anything. But yeah, yeah and, and people weird. are more prone to pick up a phone call than a text message reply because they're like, well, now I got to pick up otherwise, mm-hmm. you know? So, so there is things that are influenced uh, relationship wise, whether it's family, whether it's friends. Um, but one, one last thing I wanted to focus on is when you're always seeing what your friends are up to and following them and seeing their life or even if they're not your friend, if, even if it's a stranger, if you're always busy looking at other people's lives, that takes time away from the focus on your life. That takes time, and that could be spiritually. If you're always um, following somebody else who's you know, um, active in trying to get Jesus out there and all you're doing is following their posts, well, you're taking more time from yourself. How are you spiritually doing? And I think um, the reason to validate that is because once a person does get open up and sometimes they get sucked in for 15, 20 minutes, sometimes hours, sometimes all throughout the day, they're just constantly scrolling and they're not focusing on themselves. They're not focusing on what the last time they ate, what they drank last, how much water they've drank that day. Like there's no focus on you. It's always a focus on somebody else. I think scripturally, I think God created a church for a reason because he knows that us as humans, we need interaction I think having authentic relationships, Absolutely. authentic relationships for a believer are very important. I think the the more you isolate yourself as a believer, the more prone you are to lose to the devil because he's stronger than us, period. There's no argument there. He will 
manipulate you and he will beat you in nine out of 10 cases. I don't know, maybe you're Mother Teresa or Billy Graham or someone, but 90% of us will lose that one-on-one battle. But when you're sitting in a congregation of hundreds of other believers who have your back, you stand a fighting chance. Again, even then it's not you, it's Christ in you, but you have a chance because those authentic relationships are the things that encourage you. They're the things that really get you through this battle on earth that we're having spiritually because we are having a battle here. And I mean, just this is, this is an example I've brought up a bunch of times and I know you guys know what I'm talking about, but these authentic relationships, we, we're talking about social media, but even something like a weekly church service, when you see someone once a week on a Sunday morning, it's hard to get a grasp of who they really are because it's Sunday morning. Everybody gets dressed up in their best. All the guys are wearing suits. All the girls look great. They got their makeup done. They got their nails done. They got their best dress. But that once a year when you go to camp and you get to spend a whole week with someone and you just, you get to see them first thing in the morning when they don't have time to put on their makeup or you see them like in the middle of three hours of chasing kids all day and you just see the real person or those like really late night talks at a camp where all the, all the, all the fakeness is kind of out the door and like authenticity comes out because you're just sitting there and you realize there's no work tomorrow. There's no school tomorrow. There's no priorities here. I have nothing going on. All I have is me and these brothers and sisters. And, and personally, some of the best relationships I've ever had in my life have come from those moments, those moments of true authenticity where I was able to build a real relationship with someone. And that kind of stuff, again, I don't, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer or something that doesn't happen on Instagram. Can I share an example on exactly your story? Yeah. Are you done? Yeah, yeah, okay. go, go. Uh, so for those that don't know, I have a beard <laughs> and I love beard products. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> don't be jealous. But um, one company uh, called Live Bearded, great, great, great products. I love their products. They have this closed Facebook group to, you know, like their customers and they portray it as a brotherly family, right? They say that you can get all the uh, inspiration you can find on there that people will stand up for you. They will help you and everything. And all that sounds great. And I'm sure that they are not the only uh, company or the only Facebook or social media group that has something like that. I this I, you know, the, the group was closed, so you can't really see exactly what's going on there until you actually get approved and join. Um, and so I I'm like, okay, it sounds nice. I, you know, I have their product. Why not see what this is about? And so I joined. And obviously, uh, it was not, it's not a Christian based group. It's not a Christian based company. And the stuff that they post on there, uh, ha- it just felt me, it left me empty. A lot of it was like seductive images or just like, you know, like men's humor or something like that. And it's just was, for me, it, I felt like I felt more depressed looking at it, scrolling through it, through it than I did when I wasn't part of it. And so talking about authentic relationships, there were definitely people out there that shared some hard times that they were going through or some advice how to do something in life or, you know, whatnot. And some people, you know, posted nice things and whatnot, supported each other. That part is definitely there. But at the same time, I saw absolutely no God in it. And without God, regardless of how nice or cool the group may be, it's going to leave you empty. You're always going to be looking for something that wasn't there, which was God. And that's why I think I just want to piggyback off what you said about why God created the church. Um, Obviously, first and foremost, it was for global outreach. But at the same time, he also created it for the church itself, for the people, so that we can have that authentic relationship like Mark said, because only you know, a true relationship can actually help you. Anyone can say nice things to you, right? Be like, oh, I'm sorry, or, you know, um, I sympathize with you or, you know, whatnot. But how many people can actually lend you a shoulder to lean on or to cry on and just sit there and listen if you have to, you know, vent or whatnot? Pray with you, right? A big one. How many people on social media can actually sit down and pray with you? Very little to none, probably. And so that... That's why it's so important to make sure that you build those really authentic relationships through church more so than anything else because 
um, why I was going on. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, Apostle Paul writes, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. You know, that's exactly how I felt when I was on that Facebook page, that, you know, um, that brotherly love. It sounds nice, looked nice, but in reality, it, it was not good. Corrupting your morals. It was starting... Uh, it was starting to crop in my morals, and a lot. I didn't stay there very long, thankfully, because I saw like this has nothing. You know, this is gonna have no benefit for me. And um, they strictly said in the rules, "Don't push religion." Right? <laughs> you know, that was like you're getting kicked out if you push push some kind of re- religiosity on someone else. And so I'm like, they don't want God, and they obviously are not gonna get God. So, um, yeah. So be careful about your friends, building those authentic relationships, make sure that they are spiritually based. I want to kind of move on forward Mm -hmm. um, because I'm sure we have many things to say, but to to wrap up the friendship influence or relationship influence um, as a form of encouragement from all of us, I feel like we've said one message and that's take the time to be in a church and take the time to speak to people. Say hello, give them a hug, shake their hand, stop being a person who when there's a uh or like a conversation or something stop getting uncomfortable whipping out your phone and sitting on your instagram when there's people around you who are communicating i see it all the time i've done it i've been in an uncomfortable situation i didn't know what to say my instinct i don't even know if it's my instinct for some reason i'm reaching out my phone what am i looking at on my phone nothing important put the phone away go talk to somebody Because if God gave us a church, gave us a gathering, blessed us with those things, why would you not take it to your advantage? Just like we spoke about earlier, go and socialize, talk, practice that one-on-one with people, practice a group setting with people, have a good relationship because there's things that you can do face-to-face and say that you'll never be able to on social media. And, um, I feel like that will not only help you grow spiritually, it'll get to know people, get to know your family, get to know your church, because that's important. Now that I mentioned that, I want to move into the last topic. I think that transitions perfectly into the last topic. Yeah. The last topic is our worldview. And I think I think we can broaden that more to just more than just like our political views or or where we stand on certain issues. I think in general, worldview by worldview we mean just the mindset that a human has and how social media can affect that mindset, whether, whether it is your grand spiritual mindset, whether it is your idea of, of society as a whole, how social media can affect that. And I think the friendship part or the relationships that we have are such an important part because if we have those authentic relationships, if we have that authentic community in our church, then our views on the world will be based on what our church views. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a domino effect, you know? If if you let social media affect you negatively spiritually, that's going to affect your relationships with other believers because if they're trying to be more spiritual and you're slowly becoming less spiritual, then you guys all of, all of a sudden you have a divide between you. So now your spiritual relationship is being affected, which is affecting your friendships, which is now getting you outside of the community of the church which means now your views are more susceptible to change because the people you surround yourself with are no longer church God-fearing people. Now they're more, maybe you're finding your views online. Maybe you're finding your views on social media. That's what can happen when you don't have a structure to, to kind of fall back on. You know, you start following these pages with, with random ideologies, random political views. And again, I'm specifically not talking about anything in particular because I think there's problems in both directions. I think both sides of of whatever topic go way too far when it comes to social media. But when you don't have a strong foundation to fall back on, you start looking for community in something else. And that's that's like a gold mine when it comes to social media because all social media is is communities. It's it's communities of people who are all following one page because they all believe whatever that one page is, whether it's an actress, whether it's a a political view, whether it's a, a car brand. <laughs> People are all flocking to that one community and it's influencing their views because they have nothing authentic to fall back on in real life. Yeah, and I want to touch on the fact that most posts, most photos are technically pretend. 
People set up for them. People get ready for them. People think about them ahead of time. We talked about this last podcast. How much time do you spend planning out your post, right? Because you're so considered in it. You're so into it. Um, But you got to understand that the posts you see were pre-planned. They were, um, most of the time, they're not real. They're not what happens in a person's life every day, every minute. There's, it's a good part of somebody's life, right, you're seeing, or a good part of a Bible verse, or a good part of the Bible. But until you think of the camp episode, or the camp example, right, you spend the time with different people for a whole week, you get to know that person, get to see the person other sides of, of the spectrum, that's when you get to know them. Same, um, it could be same with the Bible, right? You can only see glimpses sometimes on social media of Scripture, but you don't get to know Scripture to itself until you fully study it, fully get into it. Um, and I guess what I want to touch on last and um, is what what is what is the world view that you view yourself? What do you view the world as? Are you viewing it from, like Mark said, your social media and what the social media is giving you because that's what you're interested in? Are you viewing the world as part of a community of what you're interested in? Or are you really viewing the world as what it is out there? Um, pick up a history book, right? Go study something or go... Um, there's so many things you can do to learn the world other than social media. But what is your worldview of that and what part of the world are you in? Are you are you part of a community and that's it? Are you only into... Um, there's so many things out there. I don't even know where to start. Um, let's say, you know, you're part of a car community. Is that all you're into and part of, or is there more? There always needs to be more. And the most important part community you need to be of is Jesus, is God, is a church. Um, be part of that community. Put that in your life. And then you can use that to view the world. You know, that'll give you different perspectives. Um, there's so many different people in one church different attitudes, different personalities, different beliefs. Well, hopefully the same, you know, beliefs, but different views on things. And until you talk to people and ask them these things, you won't know. You'll just think that everything kind of goes off of what you're into. So if you're, let's say, going back to the example, if you're part of a car community and all the posts and all the videos you're watching are all to do with cars and that's your hobby, that's your obsession, and you fill yourself with that but nothing else, the world is more than a car community is all I'm trying to say. So Yeah, definitely don't restrict yourself to just one or two things that you But social media personally. will try to restrict you. It'll give you because it wants you to spend the time there. So all in all give you what you're interested in. We can all agree that social media is against you. It works against you. It never works for you. It works against you, right? It's for the benefit of the company, right? Up to us for Christians, I want to read verse uh Romans chapter twelve, verse two. I was just about to read that. Get you to it. Um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you uh, that you, by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I want to emphasize that you uh, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable. Scripture never condemns us to, you know, it never tells us that don't look at other people, right? In fact, it actually tells us to be, it definitely tells us to be careful, right? Don't be influenced, don't be stained by the world, but definitely test, right? Test that you may discern what is good, what is acceptable. It is up to us, the individual, to make sure that what we are, you know, what we're looking at, what we're filling our, you know, visuals with, that we are able to tell what is what is God, what is bringing glory to God and versus not if you are following or part of a community that is not glorifying God then you are going to be responsible for that before God but if you are part of a community um, or following things that are you know are good spiritually sound uh, you know that's gonna God's gonna use that to bless you and so my call or encouragement for you know all of us today for the listeners is to make sure that no matter what you're following, you know, it's very easy to follow, like you said, those very highlight type, you know, travel fields, people going to all these exotic places or getting the latest, greatest tech or cars or, you know, having the best house, interior design, you know, 
the list goes on. It's very easy to follow those things and only look at those things and be jealous, right? For those to for those people, right? You wanting those things and not your thing. And scripture strictly tells us don't be jealous of your neighbor, right? Of, of his possessions. So it's really up to us to make sure that you are meditating about the scripture because the only way that you can tell what really is God's will, what really is good and acceptable is by reading scripture and not getting your five-minute encouragement from social media. Amen. Um, just to wrap things up, I I really, really enjoyed this episode. I feel like there was a lot of good things that were brought up and I feel like to anybody listening, again, we're not, nobody is condemning you for having an Instagram. Um, I think think most of us do you know we talked about it episode one all the social medias that we do have that we did have you know and and we talked about how there's not it's not inherently bad at the end of the day like Serge just brought up it's more a matter of our choice and whether we whether or not we want to let social media control us or if we're the ones who are in control of that situation or the circumstances and, and I wanted to read one verse um, kind of as like a closing encouragement to all of us. Uh, John 16, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I feel like a very common problem that is very real with social media. And, and I think this is very real Christian or not. I think there are many people out there in the world who are not believers, who are the furthest thing from believers, and even they will admit that social media has a problem where it has become the entire world to certain people, especially to a younger generation. It has become something that they are solely dependent on. And, and again, I'm not going to say that's right or wrong. I'm not going to say that's going to take you straight to hell or that's taking you straight to heaven. All I'm saying is that's a fact, that there are certain people who just live by social media. They wake up. And it's the first thing they do. They go to sleep and it's the last thing they do. They can't spend a single moment of their day in just peace and quiet, contemplating, meditating on the word of God day and night like we read we should be doing because social media. I encourage everyone who may be in that situation, even if you're not, maybe you're not that bad, but I would, even for myself, this is kind of a reminder, a wake-up call to understand that as believers, and I think most of our listeners are believers of some level, our hope, like this verse says, our peace is in Christ. He's the one who already beat this world. He overcame this world. He came to this earth and he was tempted. He was tempted with fame and glory. He was tempted with all these things that tempt us on a daily basis and he beat all of it. And we can find real peace. I don't know how many youth members and how many teenagers have come up to me and talked to me about how they're in a very chaotic place in their life. That they're full, of, they're full of anger, they're full of anxiety, they're full of stress. They can't seem to find peace. And as, as simple as it may sound, it's because their entire life is in their phone. Because no matter how much you try to hide it, when you open up Instagram, you will find anxiety in there. You will find anger and depression. You will find all of those things in there even if you follow a couple good pages, a couple encouraging pages, because that's just what, that's what the world will provide for you. Like I just read, the world will provide tribulation. It will provide all those bad things. Peace is only found in Christ. And when you, when you truly find Christ, you will find that peace in your heart. I guarantee it. There's no doubt in my mind that if you find Christ, hope will be restored, trust, faith, all those things. It's not easy. It's not easy. You still have to live on this earth, but Christ is the only one who can truly offer that for you. So if you are in that position, if, if that's something that you feel like you need to make that change, make that change. If you need any help, feel free to message us on Instagram. We're always happy to, to help you guys out, to talk to you. It, it's, a, it's a way where we can maybe conversate with you guys. We'll keep things private, but we'd be happy to help you. If there is anybody there who's listening, who has questions, who wants to get better, who wants to try certain things, let us know. Give us give us a call if you have our numbers. Message us if you can. Find a way to reach us, and we'll try to help you any way we can. Serge, can you close us out in prayer? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this time that you 
gave us that we can come here together, that we can study your scripture, that you always remind us that our peace is always in you. It's not in social media. It's not in this world. It's not in our hobbies or whatever it may be. It's only in you. You can only provide us that true peace. And we pray for our listeners, for those that might be looking for that peace, that you help them find this peace, that you reach out to them and they can grab your hand and be able to allow you to come into their lives and so that you can give them that peace and that your name be glorified through all this. Amen. Amen.